1: Hey everyone, welcome to the RotoGrinders grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Monday, it's June 13th. It is 2022. We have 10 baseball games to talk about here on today's podcast. I'm joined by my good buddy, Will Priester, Chief Justice 06. Chief, what's happening, my friend?
2: Nothing much, man. D- doing okay overall. Didn't have quite the weekend I want to have in terms of uh, prop game and DFS, but nevertheless we are here and it's a fresh week and i'm planning on crushing it this week so uh, hopefully that starts today with everyone listening on the morning grind and uh let's help these people make some money
1: yeah um and nascar was so close to being great it was so close to being great so i'm ready for some baseball um I mean, this is a great slate to start the week off. I'm on Grinders Live later today as well. So, you know, kind of get to give my final thoughts on the slate later today. So, a lot to talk about here. We get started with Atlanta at Washington. Nine and a half total in this game. Atlanta, 160 favorite. We got Ian Anderson going up against Josiah Gray. Any interest here in Ian Anderson?
2: I think I'm letting Ian Anderson sit on the shelf today. while wow, the Washington Nationals – uh, may not be a a juggernaut team or even a great team offensively. Uh, still a fairly patient team, Steve. We Don't strike out a lot overall. Um, and I'm not expecting Anderson to get shelled, but I'm, I'm just expecting the upside to be be tapered a bit. So, I mean, at 7,700, it's not a bad price. But I, you know, I just think there's some other guys we can we can invest in. So Anderson is not the worst pitcher on this slate by a mile. But I definitely think he stays on the shelf due to the low K rate so of, of the Washington Nationals.
1: Yeah, I mean he's not having the best season. He's right under twenty percent Ks, right over ten percent walks. Swing and strike rate still sitting around twelve percent. Coming off of two good games in a row, pitched well in Colorado, pitched well last time out against Oakland. Um, didn't As dominate. Have. I mean, he didn't dominate Oakland though. Like that kind of tells you the type of season that ian anderson's having and then like you said you look at the washington team not a ton of strikeouts there's a few depending on what the lineup looks like here so i mean this totals high for a reason i don't really have a ton of interest here in ian anderson and then on the other side of this game josiah gray i don't think i've played josiah gray yet this season he's a big strikeout guy you know 26 percent k's 11 percent walks All of those strikeouts are mostly righties. He really struggles with lefties. 411 Woba, 344 ISO against lefties. 279 Woba, 157 ISO against righties. The one benefit that he will have facing the Braves is they're a very right-handed heavy offense outside of Olsen and Albies. Um, I don't think I played Josiah Gray here at 8,900 but I do think if they roll out a right-handed heavy lineup and he comes in at like four and a half, five strikeouts, I'll be looking at that over.
2: Yeah, for sure, Stevie. I mean, I think, man, I couldn't have said it better myself. Definitely not going to play him for DFS, but in the prop game, four and a half, I'm even probably in at five and a half today uh, against the Braves. They've been striking out quite a bit Um, and the offense has picked up for the Braves, you know, honestly, they, the runs have come, but they have also come amidst all their strikeout woes. Like, you know, guys are giving up. They're getting struck out, but they're still scoring 10, 12 runs. Uh, I, I I, love Josiah Gray. Uh, we'll see where the line comes out at. If it's not already, I, I have to check. But definitely I'm, I'm with you. He comes in at four and a half. I'm even in at five and a half. Uh, but in terms of and, – and even if we get a walks prop, Stevie, if we get a walks prop at one and a half, I'll take the over uh, just because he, he walks guys in a pretty tremendous clip, uh, but all in all, not for DFS, but in props. Absolutely. I'm in.
1: He's at five and a half on Prize picks. I'm going to guess he's going to come in at five and a half on most books today as well. I think that is, I, I think he's just one you kind of wait on. I don't think the line really moves um, mm-hmm. and you just wait and you see what the lineup looks like. If Atlanta rolls out that really right-handed heavy lineup, there's plenty of strikeouts in that lineup um, for Josiah Gray and, um bats here i mean on the atlanta side i love olsen love this spot as bad as gray has been against lefties i think this is a great spot for olsen it's a great spot for albies if i'm looking at the two of them i'm potentially getting a third with acuna or riley don't think i full stack them but i wouldn't talk you off of full stacking them josiah gray he can walk some guys and you could be off to the races fast here
2: yeah absolutely i'm with you 100 percent um you know, just in terms of you you mentioned Olsen, you know, we're if we're, and, and I'm almost positive Olsen's going to be in the lineup. Like, I don't I don't think he's going to be out. Olsen and Albies are, are absolutely in play here. Um, so I, you know, I like them a lot. And I think those are your two guys um, that you just kind of roll with and maybe run a little two man action. And uh, perhaps he walks, even a righty, Stevie. Maybe he walks, maybe he walks Swanson or Acuna and. Uh, Riley and then Olsen and, and Albies are there to kind of clean it up and send one of these balls out of the park so lo- love that call definitely in on Olsen and, Al- and Albies for sure
1: On the Washington side I mean obviously Juan Soto but outside of him I mean you could get a three man pretty cheap here going up against Anderson I don't think it's the craziest idea um, to maybe get a three man stack here for Washington just they're one of the cheaper teams to target today
2: yeah, and I definitely think Josh Bell at four K is uh, for sure in place, Steve. I mean, I think that's very reasonable uh, for a guy that's you know going to have the platoon advantage here, which Anderson is striking out lefties I think around twenty two percent, and I think righties he's around nineteen ish, seventeen, excuse me, seventeen point nine. But I don't care. He's walking lefties at an eleven and a half percent clip. Uh, I, I'm in on Soto and uh, and Bell for sure.
1: Miami at uh philadelphia we have alcantara going up against aaron nola seven and a half total in this game i mean it's anywhere from a 135 to a 155 line uh philly's the favorite here alcantara i mean getting a ballpark downgrade going into philly has just been pitching fantastic and he and he's been throwing over 100 pitches it seems like every time out um tough matchup Going up against Philadelphia, I mean, I guess I say it's a tough matchup. There's some good hitters at the top of the order. The bottom of the order struggles. I think Alcantara is a great tournament play. I think we're going to have safer options for cash games, but I think he's a great tournament play.
2: Yeah, man. The thing about Alcantara, too, Stevie, is, you know, and I almost want to go and just watch some like, some games of him pitch. And here's why. He is now, Stevie, starting to consistently, and I do mean consistently, eat away at innings and get through innings seven, eight pitches. Like, I mean, it's it's been insane, really. So you look at these games, Stevie, over 100 pitches, but the innings, the innings is is nine innings, seven innings, eight, nine, eight, seven. Now, he did have a little, little hiccup here at 4.2 and 5.2. Um, but all in all, Stevie, he's mostly, I mean, he's cruising seven, eight innings uh, around 100 to, you know, 100 and let's call it average 107 pitches. I mean, I mean, what? I have nothing but good things to say here. I mean, I, I think I'm with you in terms of the park downgrade. Um, it's definitely going to be real. And I know we've talked about the fact that historically, historically, Sandy has not been as good on the road. He has faced Atlanta twice, which, which has helped him. Um, you know, he's, he's faced Washington twice which has helped him but all in all he still pitched very well this season doesn't have the highest k rate in the world um you know he's not a 30 percent k guy but he makes up for it being able to get through seven eight innings and so uh i think we could see something similar to that here I'm, I'm really not that afraid of the uh of the philadelphia offense against him and what i mean by that is you know they have a few strikeouts of their own and so uh, I, I definitely think that, um, that he's got a shot here. I mean, against righties, we've got Schwarbert, 27, Hoskins, 26, Harper, at 19, Castellanos, 23, Real Muto at 19, Baum, 22, Herrera, 24, uh, Veerling, 28, Stock, 23. Like, strikeouts in this lineup, uh, he's not going to strike them all up. I think he's got a shot to, once again, go seven, eight innings. Uh, I'm in on Sandy Alcantara tournaments for sure.
1: Nola, on the other side of this game, draws a matchup here against Miami. He's coming off of a really strong game. He's pitched really good in two of his last three starts. Struggled a little bit against the Giants, but, I mean, that's that's kind of normal at this point. The Giants uh, are just a really tough offense to beat. So, I mean, looking at the Miami offense, they're not as bad. They're not as bad as they have been in the past, but I think Aaron Nola at 10-1 – it's between him or Alec Manoa as like the top overall pitcher on the slate for me today. I think they're one, a one B today for me.
2: I think I could roll with that. You know, you talked about Nolan. I'll just kind of pull a a page out of uh, Dave Potts's book here, but I mean, the skills for Aaron Nolan, in my opinion, uh, should be able to out overpower the, the Miami offense here at home. So uh, I'm with you. Love Nola here. I mean, his you know, his season. And, and even though he, he kind of he had a rocky start to the season, Stevie, this year. And, and quite frankly, who didn't have a rocky start uh, just because of the way things shook out with, with training camp and trying to even get the season going, he's still Stevie. Once again, numbers are back normalized. 29.3% K rate, 3.41 extra, 3.4% walk rate. Uh, you know, and in and 30% of lefties, 28% of righties. Everything seems to be around, you know, where he's been. Even if you look at his combined season numbers for 21 and 22, it's pretty much identical almost. So I feel like he's um, he's pretty much normalized his his play here for the season. I'm in on Aaron Nola. I, I, I think he's probably the top player on the slate. Um, I, I trust him more in the strikeout department than I do Alec Manoa.
1: Yeah, I think matchup wise they're they're pretty similar. Um, I think Manoa maybe gets a little bit of a bump matchup wise against Baltimore, but I mean they, like I said, they're they're one a one b for me today. Um, I don't really have a ton of interest in the Marlins hitters. Jazz has been fantastic, and he's you know someone that you've been able to play a lot this year. It's just fifty three hundred going up against Aaron Nola is a a, a tough ask, and you know Sanchez. He has big power. Um, he's thirty five hundred. He would actually probably be the guy that I'd play, but I'm probably just gonna stay away from bats in this one.
2: Yeah, for sure. And Steve, I'm probably not playing bats on either side. Like I'm, I'm. I don't feel like we have to go here to to get anything.
1: Yeah, I don't really. Like, I don't really have a ton of interest in Philly. There's not really a weak spot to Alcantara's game. Um, I think it's a coin flip game. This is a game that. I'll, I'll be looking at prize picks to see if, you know, we have that first inning runs allowed, and I'll probably look at the under here. If if know. they give it to
2: us on this one, Steve, yeah, I will say. It's already
1: up. It's already up.
2: They, they gave it to us? Yep. They gave us the runs allowed in that game? Yep. I am shocked.
1: Yeah, they you... haven't been doing it with, like, two stud pitchers in low total games, but, yeah. You know I mean. Listen. I already threw I already threw one in there with it so I knew it was in there already I got the I got the Josiah gray um and Marlin's over real quick you know so
2: yeah I like it
1: anyway all right moving on we got Baltimore at Toronto eight and a half total in this game the blue Jays are a minus 300 favorite <laughs> I mean, um and i looked in like three different places and oh my god three places they're they're just massive massive favorites here we got bradish going up against um alec noah in this one kyle bradish i just don't know if he's major league ready yet he's just been giving up a ton of home runs he's allowed at least one home run in every start he's pitched this season it's not what you want um, going up against the Toronto offense. And the thing that really stands out to me here for Bradish is he's he's been reverse splits, and you don't want to be reverse splits against all these righties. Um, they're just way too good. So it's an easy pass for me on Kyle Bradish. Do you have any interest in him? No. Alec Manoa on the other side of this game. Manoa fine. Four point two x Twenty two percent Ks. Under five percent walk rate just absolutely elite against right-handed hitters. Um, so, you know, gets a little bit of a a bump here against Mancini and Hayes and Mount Castle. If he can kind of navigate Mullins and Santander, I mean, this should be a spot that Alec Manoa has a really strong outing at home here going up against Baltimore.
2: Yeah, he, he absolutely should. And Stevie, I'm so glad that, uh, you, you mentioned this, and, and shame on you for making me do this do, during the pod. I'm just kidding, but I've already got a, a, a five flex in for tomorrow now looking at these lines. Uh, and Alec Manoa is actually one of them. I'm just going to take the over five-and-a-half strikeouts on him today facing Baltimore. Now, he, he's not going to go over five a lot, but um, in this particular spot, I, 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 I trust it here. Hopefully he doesn't let me down. Already got that in. With a, with a, a few other guys, I uh, actually took Aaron Nola over six and a half against Miami as well. Um, I'm just going to trust the fact that the 30% K rate can can overpower these guys. Anyway, back to our regularly scheduled programs. Um, I'm with you, Alec Manoa. Definitely a top play on the slate. Um, has a whole lot of win equity as well. I think in this spot, I mean the, the Blue Jays should get the job done here. Um, you talked about him in terms of you know where he is against rise and I mean you're absolutely right. Just um, a stud here, Stevie, uh, against Rydings. And so I, I'm in on Alec Manoa. The price is is, is very good. I mean, he's at 9,800. Once again, I, I do think Aaron Nola is is my guy today just because I do trust the overall strikeout rate um, uh, a little bit more. But, you know, he's right there. I mean, just right there. You, you talked about him against Rydings, 29% K rate, 2.3% walk rate. Uh, he will see some righties in this lineup. So I, I, I like him a lot. Uh, he is definitely in play. Pitch around Cedric Mullins, and, and he should be able to get it, get the job done pretty easily.
1: Um, Baltimore bats. I mean, Mullins is 5,100. I think he's okay, but I probably don't end up playing him in this spot. I really don't and, have a ton of interest in the Baltimore bats.
2: Yeah, and even Mancini's 5,300, Steve. Yeah, I was pretty shocked to see that on – I know he's played okay, but, I mean, just in this spot. So, uh, I'm no way I'm playing any Baltimore bats today.
1: They're making up for all those times that Mancini was way underpriced. So. <laughs> 3235 um <laughs> Toronto side, I, I think Toronto is one of the top stacks on the slate. Like I said, you know, Bradish has shown reverse splits. He's allowed at least one home run in every start this season. So, you know, pairing some of these top-end guys with, like, a Gary L – to get some, some value here. Um, You know, looking at maybe one other cheap bat that cracks the lineup. If Chapman's out again, we could see someone cheap, crack the lineup for Toronto. And I mean, at that point, I'm just kind of looking at anybody. If Biggio cracks the lineup because Chapman's out, Biggio's 2.6. He's actually been hitting the ball. Okay. Here over the last week or so. So maybe pair those guys with like Vlad Springer and Bichette, Cause I want the studs here too. You know, those are the guys I'm going to be chasing those, those big home runs from Bradish.
2: Yeah, for sure. Uh, Vlad definitely in play. Uh, and I'm with you, man. Biggio at 26. If you're going to stack Toronto, uh, he is the value play extraordinaire here. I think um, has a platoon advantage as well. Um, and then I think it's just, you know, which of these other guys, like I think Guriel for sure, like he's in play. But then I think it's, do you want to play one other guy, right, one other stud? You know, is it is it uh, Bichette? Is it Springer? You know, I mean, do you want to play Espinal? But I'll for sure be playing Vlad here in this spot.
1: White Sox at Detroit's um, Nine total most places. And the White Sox are 125 favorite. Lance Lynn going up against Ronnie Garcia. Lance Lynn sounds like everything's on track for him to start here. Um, I mean, this is going to be, this is his first start, right? Um, and from what I was reading, like he was, he was terrible, terrible in his rehab starts. He's 9,600. We have no idea what type of pitch count he's going to be looking at. Yes. He gets Detroit. And that's fantastic because they're one of the worst offenses in baseball against right-handed pitching. I don't think I can do it with all the unknowns and how bad his rehab starts looked.
2: Yeah, for sure. Um, Stevie, if, if I'm not mistaken, I, I, I think his – was his ERA like nine? Is that what it was? It was really okay.
1: high. Like I don't remember exactly. I was reading um, the release for him coming back, but um, it was not good.
2: Yeah, I just I can't play Lance Lynn right now until he, he you know gets in the groove. We come back to this spot in a month and a half, Stevie. Lance Lynn's probably on our list at 9.6 K against Detroit. Today, absolutely not. No way. I mean, I hope they give us Lance Lynn props, right? Like give us five and a half K's. Um, give us a fantasy point prop of, I don't know, 34 and a half, 35 and a half ish. If we get it, I doubt we get it. But if we get it, like that one's on my radar, Stevie. Bring bringing that one home to Papa under all day.
1: Yeah, I mean, give me give us pitching outs, <laughs> 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 or not even that. Give us like pitches thrown. I uh, yes. I highly doubt we'll we'll see those.
2: Yeah, but I'm just we're, we're not going to get it on him today. I don't think. I, yeah. I don't think they do it.
1: So I mean, that like side a taco. Yeah, the other side of this game, you know, Ronnie Garcia, fifty five hundred. He's super cheap here and the white Sox have struggled a little bit this season so i could see making a case for like a $5,500 pitcher and i mean from what we've seen so far is this dude's going to give up some runs but he's going to strike out guys in the process um i i've done crazier things will um I, i've done crazier things i mean you look at the white Sox lineup if it's the same type of lineup that John Gray faced on Sunday. It was it just wasn't a great lineup overall. So yeah. I'll be looking at I'll be looking at the White Sox lineup here and, and making the decision on Ronnie Garcia because I mean he has big strikeout stuff and
2: Stevie. I'm intrigued now. Yeah, like he I at, mean he does. He's at thirty percent or twenty nine and some change, right?
1: Yeah, and he has thirty three strikeouts in twenty eight innings this season. I mean the guy has strikeout stuff and. The advanced metrics say that there's some regression coming, but it hasn't happened yet, so who knows?
2: Well, I mean, Steve, yeah, I mean, at 5,500, like, what could go wrong? He gives up three runs, but he has six strikeouts? I mean, that that's definitely in the cards, right? I mean, you look at his game log, five innings, 4Ks, gave up two runs, had another one. Uh, he gave up six runs in this one. He had 7Ks, gave up two in this one, had 5Ks. I mean, John Gray had 10 Ks today, Stevie, I think. Wasn't it 10? It was something crazy, yeah. He had 10 Ks. His strikeout prop was four and a half. Four and a half. Guess what? Stevie, take a guess at what Ronnie's strikeout prop is today. It's four and a half. Yeah, four and a half. Yeah, he's he's going in right now. Uh, love Ronnie Garcia today at, at 5,500. If he was... 7,500, we think twice. I'm with you, Stevie, at 5,500, especially if we and now, if you take Ronnie Garcia, he gets his 15 fantasy points, and the Toronto Blue Jays go off. Guess what? We can play Garcia and Anola, or Garcia and Manoa and still get the Blue, Blue Jay stud bats in one of the best spots of the night. And there's some other spots that are really good too. I'm in on Ronnie Garcia at, at 5,500 for sure. If you're on Price picks, people or sports books alike, please go get this prop at four and a half. You may even be able to find it at three and a half on some sports, but I doubt it, but it's possible.
1: Yeah. I mean, the biggest concern is pitch count, but he has ever since he kind of moved into this role, he's thrown over 70 pitches. So he threw 90 pitches against Minnesota and he struggled in that game. So I think, I really think they want him to get five innings. So, I mean, yeah, he's definitely someone that I'm, I'm considering. With the flip side of that, if Grandall's back in the lineup with the hamstring and um, we know Anderson's not going to be back because they said like Tuesday or Wednesday, he's going to start his rehab assignment. So I don't, I don't think stacking the white socks is the craziest idea here, but I probably won't do it.
2: Yeah, for sure. Um, I don't think it's a bad idea considering like some of the prices, like, for instance, you've got A.J. Pollock, If he's in the lineup at 3,900, Moncada's um, is 33. Like Yasmani is 41. Like, there's enough cheap bats to to make this thing work. Um, but I'm with you. Um, I, I don't think I have a whole lot of interest in the White Sox today.
1: Uh, Detroit, I really don't have any interest. Even if Lance Lynn doesn't pitch too deep here, this, this offense just isn't great. Meadows is 4K, but. I mean, even Meadows just hasn't been great this season. I think he has zero home runs on the year, hitting like 240. Um, I think he was just – I mean, it's looking more and more like he was a product of a good lineup in Tampa.
2: (laughs) Well, he he hit okay in in Pittsburgh before he went there, but here's what I will say, Stevie. On a normal normal day, I I would not play the Detroit uh, Tigers in this spot. Lance Lynn has been so bad, like, I, I think it's worth it to roll the dice if you're building 150, to maybe take a small portion of your uh, lineup portfolio tomorrow, or today, rather, and uh, and get a few Detroit stacks in there. Like, I'm not telling you that you need to go crazy here, but a handful of them might just pay off if Lance Lynn is just not right, Stevie. And, and that's my only reason for, for doing it.
1: All right, we got Pittsburgh at St. Louis. This game currently sitting at a nine total. And the Cardinals a 190 favorite. We got Keller against Thompson. Um, any interest here in Mitch Keller? No. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. St. Louis, a good lineup. Mitch Keller is just not a great overall pitcher. I mean, he doesn't typically get blown up against righties. He does have a higher strikeout rate against righties. He's going to be facing a lot of righties here, but I mean, I just, a lot of his numbers continue to scream regression and yeah, I think I'm out. I know he pitched good against Detroit, but I can pitch good against Detroit. So I'm not looking into that too much. Um, The other side of this game, Zach Thompson, 74 pitches um, on June 3rd. He's making his first major league career start in this game. Um, He's 4,300 getting Pittsburgh. I mean, if we think he's going to throw 80 pitches against Pittsburgh at Mm 4,300, this guy – like this guy's a prospect, like he I think he's top five in in the St Louis organization, and that and like whenever you're top five in an organization, you're a prospect you're you're solid, so he had good strikeout stuff in triple a this season forty four innings he has a thirty percent k rate um so I think Zach Thompson is very, very playable here, and I mean again forty three hundred get all the bats I want, get the pitching I want, and he's facing Pittsburgh. Like, I mean, I don't really have to get into it too much. Pittsburgh's just not a good offense overall, and I mean, Zach Thompson's so cheap that you're facing a bottom ten offense, bottom ten strikeouts, bottom ten WRC plus, bottom ten WOBA. Um, yeah, he's in play here.
2: Absolutely, Stevie, uh, forty three hundred, definitely in play. I mean, even if he gets us twelve fantasy points, I I think we're fine. I think we're we're more than okay there. Um, the only way I think anybody really really sticks it to us at that rate is if they go double stuck pitcher and both pitchers start getting into the thirties. Like now, maybe we're in trouble, uh, but but I don't I don't see. I'm not going to say I don't see that happen. I definitely think it's possible um, because of the pitchers. Some of the pitchers we have today. Bottom line: Zach Thompson is absolutely in play at 4,300 CV. No other way to slice it, um, and he's probably. I mean his, his his first start was against the Cubs, I think it was, right? Yeah, yeah, the Cubs. Um, I mean, four innings, three K's. Uh I I mean, I, I think he gives us something similar more than this against against the uh Pittsburgh Pirates. And like you said, maybe he gets up to 82, 85 pitches, Stevie. You know, he should be stretched out just a tad bit more. I'm in it. And and that that could be the difference between four innings, four K's and five innings, five K's. I, I I'm with you. I like Zach Thompson today. Uh definitely opens it up for you to be able to, to get as, as much offense in your build as you would like.
1: The flip side of this is Pittsburgh is is cheap. And if Zach Thompson's gonna be really chalky, I could do a little three man with Pittsburgh with Hayes, Reynolds, Chavez type of type of stack, and they're all just so cheap that I mean, yeah. I think you're potentially looking at like a leverage stack here with Pittsburgh,
2: depending on Thompson's ownership. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm not playing any Pittsburgh today though. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, Any interest in the St. Louis bats here? I do have some, uh, but I don't want to stack them, Stevie. I think it's just kind of more, uh, more one-offs than than anything. And I definitely think they're going to score some runs. um, But um, you know, Tyler O'Neill, as much as he strikes out, he's 3,300. Like, for a guy with that kind of power, you know, I'm in, uh, you know, and I could kind of piece that with the Goldschmidt uh, or or Arenado or or Tommy Edmund. I'm probably less likely to play Edmund at 5,500, but Goldschmidt or Arenado, I'm not. But Tyler O'Neill, definitely a, a big play for me here, So even as a one off, I get him an outfield at 3,300. Mitch Keller, you know, serves up a meatball down the middle of the plate. Got a good shot to send one out of the park here.
1: All right, cruising along, we got San Diego at Chicago taking on the Cubs. No total out for this one night before. You Darvish going up against Steele. Any interest here in you Darvish?
2: I do have some, Steve. I do want to see the weather. I've got some stuff I'm looking at. Would suggest the wind may be blowing out, but I I, I could absolutely be wrong. Um, I am not Kevin Roth and, and did not go to school for. Um, uh, geez, I, I was trying to think of the scientific word for weather, and I was about to say astrology, but it's it's not astrology. Uh, at any rate, I am not um, complete completely sure whether or not the wind is going to be blowing out. But I do like if it's if it's not blowing out, absolutely love you, Daverse at eighty four hundred. Has they had the greatest season in the world, but you know against the Cubs, I'm willing to roll the dice here. Uh, definitely think the upside will be there uh, as long as everything breaks our way.
1: Yeah, I mean it's night before, but I'm looking at 13. meteorology,
2: Steve, Steve. Yeah, meteorology.
1: <laughs> I'm looking at <laughs> thirteen to fifteen mile an hour winds blowing out the center, and yeah, if that's, what that's I got. if that's the case, I'm out. Um, on pitchers in this game, I don't want to play uh, Justin Steele anyway. <laughs> I mean, he's not facing Arizona. He's dominated. He has Arizona's like number, um, but outside of that, he's kind of struggled this season. So I don't, I don't think I want to play him, uh, regardless in the wind or not. But uh, let's talk bats here. I mean, looking at. San Diego. It's been a rough season for, for San Diego. You know, they're a team that I feel like I've picked on a lot this year, but with that said, I mean, this guy is beatable. Um, So I'm looking at a guy like Machado. If the wind's blowing out. I mean, Profar Luke Voigt, um, Alfaro. Yeah. I mean, outside of paying up for Machado, the rest of the Padres are under 4k outside of Cronenworth and Cronenworth is lefty lefty. So I probably won't play him anyway. Uh, so I'm definitely looking at San Diego here and if winds blowing out. Um, I just hope it kind of goes in our favor here with the Padres.
2: Absolutely. I, I, I agree with you a hundred percent. Could be a really big spot for them and, you know, very cheap, like uh, Stevie in, in certain spots, you know, I, I I'm just, I'm in here. Profar 37, Void 35, Hosmer 26. Even Nomar Rezar, Steve, we're going bottom of the barrel at 2K? Uh, sign me up. Uh, you know, I, I feel like Nomar Mazar hasn't been as good since he's left Texas for whatever reason, but I don't care. Like, these prices, wind blowing out, uh, a bit of an advantageous situation. Love the pricing on these guys. Uh, I, I think I think the the uh, Padres are definitely a team. If, even if they're not a primary stack, like a secondary is definitely in our favor here.
1: Um, I mean the Cubs bats. It, it is you, Darvish, but I will say that like Darvish hasn't had like elite strikeout stuff this season. It's his strikeout stuff has been down, and against righties, he's been giving up a ton of fly balls. So. I mean, if the wind's blowing out, morell Schwindel, Wisdom, I, I mean, I could definitely see stacking Chicago Cubs here, and I, I think they could potentially be lower-owned going up against a big name like you Darvish.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I agree with you 100%. Um, you know, Ian Happ is always a guy kind of liking these spots. Switch hitter has, has a little bit of pop there that could send one out. Wisdom So either going strike out and hit a home run. Let's just call him – uh, oh man, I, I just drew a blank. Let's call him Joey Gallo Light uh, <laughs> because it's about the same. So, uh, you have there, we got Rafael Otega at 2300. Like, there, there's some guys that we can play. I think the wind blowing out will will definitely help us. I, I am still uh, of the mindset that the Cubs and the, the Padres will have to hit the ball. And I feel like perhaps the Padres have a slightly easier time. Uh, just based on the overall skills of Hugh Darvish over the years outside of this current season. Uh, But I'm with you. I I think we can sprinkle in or stack a little bit of both teams.
1: All right. Yeah, we'll see what Ross has to say on this Cubs game. The weather is definitely going to be a factor here. Um, So we'll see how that kind of plays out throughout the day. Houston at – Texas, nine total in this game. The Astros, a 165 favorite. Javier against Hearn. Any interest here in Christian Javier?
2: Uh, no. I'm not, I'm just – I'm done. I'm not playing Javier today. He's, uh, and, look, it's daily fantasy, and I don't need to hold a garage. But he's just – man, he's all over the place. I don't think we need to waste our money when we got Manoa at $200 more.
1: If he's low on, I'm rolling the dice. I'll say that. Um, I want to see his ownership because, I mean, I'm with everyone that played him against Oakland and Seattle the last couple times out, and I mean, he got shelled in those games. He did not pitch well. Um, five earned runs against Seattle, walked a ton of guys in Oakland. I just, I want to see what his ownership looks like here. If he's going to be low owned, I mean, he's he crushed Texas earlier this season with nine strikeouts, pitched really well against them. Um, he has a 30% K rate. He has a 42% K rate against right-handed hitters um so i mean yeah i want to see i want to see what his ownership is i'm not writing him off yet but i mean i feel you bro i feel you when it Listen, comes to to you know getting rocked by christian javier the last couple times
2: out look I, i'm in on the strikeout prop like you don't have to sell me under five and a half like i'm i'm in i just can't play him for dfs I just can't (laughs) and and really it's it's mainly because we've got Alcantara, Nola, Manoa, um, you know, I, I just, I prefer to play those guys.
1: Hearn on the other side of this game has really struggled with righties. He's been great against lefties this season, but he's really struggled with hard hits and fly balls and striking out and walking righties. Well, Unfortunately for him, he's going to face a Houston team that's very good against left-handed pitching. Um, No interest for Taylor Hearn for me today.
2: Yep, me either. No Taylor Hearn.
1: Yeah, I mean, they haven't smashed him, but, I mean, they've beat him twice this year already. So, looking at the Houston bats here, ton of interest in Jose Altuve in this spot and Bregman at 4,800. I'll be looking... Um, to see if any of the kind of righties for this lineup like McCormick or Gary L or any of these guys draw good lineup spots to potentially round out a stack. But, yeah, I like Houston in this spot a lot.
2: Yeah, absolutely. De- definitely think this is a big team for us here, even the lefties. They are expensive, right? So you got Altu- uh, Altuve's not a lefty, but Altuve's at 5,400, Alvarez 57, Cal Tucker 53, uh, Bregman 48, Michael Brantley over four K here at forty one, at the top of the lineup. But then at the bottom, you got Guriel, uh, uh, Lemus Diaz, if he plays, Jose Siri, Maldonado. Like th- those are your cheap options. They're all kind of grouped together. So I, I do like Houston here. You talked about Hearn and the Rocket. Uh, excuse me, the Astros being able to beat him early this season. This would be third time seeing him, if I'm not mistaken. Is it the third time or the second time? This to um, be the
1: third time, I assume.
2: Third time, right? Third time uh, they're seeing. See them. So I, I, I'm fine with, uh, with, with Houston here. I, I think they have a chance to tee off on, on Taylor Hurt for sure.
1: Um, I don't have a ton of interest in Texas. I still kind of respect Javier's talent. Um, if I'm playing Texas, I think I would stack them.
2: Absolutely. 100% agreement with.
1: All right, we got Cincinnati at Arizona. Mike Miner going up against Kelly in this one. This game is currently sitting at nine, and Arizona is a 160 favorite. Any interest here in Mike Miner?
2: Not currently, Stevie. Just, you know, we're going to need him to get back to to full health and full strength, and uh, so right now I just – I can't play Mike Miner. Yeah,
1: I mean, the dude's allowed five home runs and two starts um yeah it's been rough Merrill Kelly on the other side of this game pitch well against Cincinnati last time out in Cincinnati um I don't think I pulled a trigger here on Merrill Kelly but he's so close to making making the list for me today um I just his low strikeouts on a 10 game slate I don't think I can do it
2: yeah, I'm with you. At seven hundred, I don't hate it, but I, I think that's still priced a little bit too much. Like, you know, when you're looking at range, like I'd still take Ian Anderson over him, I think. I think Ian Anderson still got slightly more strikeout stuff long-term. And I, I'm saying long-term because Anderson hasn't been great as well. Um, you know, so I, I'm with you. Um, I'm, I'm just not going to play him.
1: Yeah, I mean – this, this lineup right now, no Mustakis, um, no Stevenson. And there's one of oh, no Nyquin. So I mean the lineup overall is just a lot weaker. Um Colin Moran, I think, is banged up too. I think he had like a concussion or something over the weekend. Um, saw will tweet about it. So I mean the lineup could just be <laughs> could be really, really, really rough. Um, so that's why he's kind of like right on the verge for me. I want to see what the Cincinnati lineup looks like as far as the Cincinnati bats. I mean, Joey Votto since coming back um, has just been absolutely crushing. He's 4,500. Him and Senzel would be my two favorites. And then, you know, just kind of finding a third person or just using them as like a two man stack, I think is, is, is viable here.
2: Yeah, for sure. And I will say this. If Colin Moran happens to come back, Stevie's 2,100. Like, very cheap for him. Uh, so, just kind of – I would tell everyone, just maybe be on the lookout. If he makes it back at 2100 like, that's a, that's a really good price.
1: Arizona bats. is one of my favorite stacks today. Um, going up against Mike Miner, you get Walker, you get Luplow, who are both under 4K. You know, you can pair them with Marte and just kind of figure out who your other two bats that you want. Um, I wouldn't even mind getting some lefties in there. Miner's just been terrible. He, he's he been terrible to both sides. He He's really struggled. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Arizona just hit two home runs and scored a couple runs against him in Cincinnati um, last week. So I definitely have a lot of interest. Luplow is one of my favorite value plays on the slate.
2: Yeah, I totally get it. Uh, I'm with you on Christian Walker too, so, Steve, I, I think he's my highlight play here at 3,600, platoon advantage, getting a guy that um, is just struggling currently. I do think Mike Larner picks it up as the season goes on, but once again, Steve, you know, the guy has a pitched all season mainly. He's got less, you know, um, less games than probably most people on this pitching staff. I'm with you. I like Arizona here. Christian Walker is absolutely my favorite.
1: All right, cruising along. We got two games left. Kansas City at San Francisco. Singer against Alex Wood. This game at an eight total. Giants are one seventy five favorites. Um, any interest here in Brady Singer? I
2: don't think Singer is a a bad play. Um, you know, I mean, he's facing San Francisco, and these guys are just not going to strike out. A ton. Like, I know the lineup's been slightly wore down a little bit, but I still think they've got enough pop. I'm going to avoid Singer at 8K um, and just play some of the other guys.
1: Yeah, there's such a tough lineup to beat overall. Um, Brandon Bell being out, if Estella's out, if Longoria's out, um, I mean, it, it could be a lot weaker lineup. So I think if you're considering Singer, look at the San Francisco lineup. I think that's the best way to kind of. You know, talk about this spot for him. And then I mean Alex Wood on the other side of this game, 3.6 X vip, 23% case, 6% walks, solid pitcher, both sides, you know, good ballpark for him. Um I think he's I think he's okay. I don't think he's like lights out here. I think he's okay. We're gonna see some good power with Perez and Wit and Wit Merrifield and Dozier, but we're also gonna see you know some strikeouts. But I mean, this is a team where they're, they're a team you'd love to pick on with right-handed pitching, but against left-handed pitching, they have one of the lowest strikeout rates in baseball this season. So if Alex Wood's getting a lot of ownership here, I, I think I'd pass.
2: Yeah, I'm not playing Alex Wood um, at all at 8,300. I, I, I still don't think he has enough strikeout stuff to overpower the Royals. You've already mentioned a lot of things I was going to mention in terms of low K rates. So I don't have to double dip on that. Once again, just, just, I'm not playing Alex Woodson.
1: Uh Any bats here on the Kansas city side that you like?
2: Yeah. I mean, you talked about it. I like Whit Merfield at 4,500. I don't think he's a, he's a bad play. You know, a guy that can just rack up fantasy points. I think he's got a lot of run potential here today, Stevie, um, with, with some of the guys that are going to be following behind him. And typically, uh, you know, you uh, know, uh, Prize Picks will give us something of the sort, and they've got Whit Merrifield at .5 runs plus RBIs today. Excuse me, so sorry, guys. And the same thing for Bobby Wit. So I think I'm more in it on Whit Merrifield, but he's absolutely a, a good prop for me today at .5 runs plus RBI. I'm taking it over there, and also liking for for DFS on DK where he's sitting there, forty five hundred.
1: Uh, San Francisco. I mean, I definitely have some interest in Yaz and, and Jack Peterson. I think they're a team I more play one-offs. This game's in San Francisco. The lineup's kind of watered down. Brandon Crawford, like, the, I mean, any of those guys' is one-offs I think is okay.
2: Yeah, for sure. I, I share the same sentiments.
1: Um, we finish it out. Minnesota at Seattle. Archer and Flexen, eight and a half total. Seattle's a 125 favorite. Any interest here in uh Chris Archer? No. I think that's where I'm at. I think Seattle is is a somewhat underrated offense. Um I mean Archer, it's not like Archer has been lights out this season. He's nothing nothing like he was um at the beginning of his career. So I don't think I want to play Chris Archer, you know, anytime you see that walk rate it, over 10 and it's almost 11 5.7 x fib it's just it's so hard to play guys with those types of numbers and then chris Flexen on the other side i mean he is a much better real life pitcher than he is a fantasy pitcher he just doesn't strike people out um i think i'm going to pass on him as well you know not typically a guy that gives up a ton of bombs but We've seen him give up ton of bombs in games. So, yeah, I just no interest for me in Chris Flexen.
2: Yep, no Chris Flexen for me at all. I
1: like Buxton a lot in this spot. Under 5K, um, our boy Max Kepler, 4,700. Max. Correa, 4,400. I think this is another secondary-type stack for me, but, I mean, I think Minnesota is very much in play.
2: Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm with you, Polanco is 46, Kepler 47. I'm in – I like these guys. A lot of Trevor Larnick is in the lineup. He's 2,600, Stevie. Um, just, you know, there's, there's there's a little bit of value there for sure. So, I'm with you. If I play the twin, it's probably a three- or four-man stack.
1: Seattle, I mean, I could definitely see playing some Seattle bats in this spot. Um, Suarez, Rodriguez, Crawford. Yeah, I just – I mean, Archer with his walk rates, this is a type of stack that, like, you can get five or six runs in an inning from.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I like Seattle as well. And, and plus, Stevie, at max, Archer's out there four, four to five innings. Max. Probably more like four in this spot. So, I, I'm in on Seattle. They should have another pitch that's going to come in and, and for sure not be as good as Archer. So, uh, I'm hoping it works out in our favor. But I, I'm on Seattle as well.
1: All right, let's play the morning grind game and then we'll get out of here. Hope everyone had an awesome weekend uh, under 8K to get six or more strikeouts. Who do you like today?
2: Give me – give me – I might have to go with Ronnie Garcia.
1: Yep. Don't mind that one. Uh, I'm going to go Zach Thompson first major league debut, getting a good matchup here against Pittsburgh. I'll go with him. Um, over eight K to score under 15. Who's your bus today?
2: I'm going to stick with my gut here. I'm going to go with Alex. Blit. All
1: right. Yep. Don't mind that one. Um, I think I got to go. You Darvish. With this wind yeah. that we're going to potentially see here, if the wind is different, I mean, it obviously changes my thought process, but um, I'm going to go Darvish. Give me a guy over 4K to hit a home run.
2: Give me I'm, – I'm staying home on this with Stevie. Um, g- give me Matt Olson here against Gray, even though I trust Gray strikeouts.
1: Yep, don't mind that one. Um, I'm going to go Alex Bregman going up against Hearn. Um, I like it. Under 4K, they get two hits. Who do you got today?
2: Oh, man. I lost my guy. Hold on a second here. Yes. Um, give me Jerks and profile actually at 3,700.
1: I'm going to give two out today Christian Walker and Jordan Leplow both get two hits today. Love Thank Arizona. You. Uh, stack to score six or more runs today.
2: Give me in the most obvious, non-obvious way, Stevie. Uh, Toronto Blue Jays.
1: I like it. Um, I'm gonna go Arizona. I, I really like Arizona today. Um, hoping it, hoping it works out overall. Um, yeah, man. So, see how this slate kind of shapes up think there's already some some lines that i'm looking at
2: will any final thoughts before we get out of here no sir uh thanks for hanging out with me man and, and being able to come on and do another show and hopefully we help that people make some money along the way
1: that's going to wrap it up here for monday
2: we'll be back tuesday talking more baseball good luck everyone see you then